Football is finally back. My friends at Scana Energy can help you save when you fire up the grill for game day. Right now, receive up to $100 when you sign up for the 36-month fixed rate. Call now, 1-877-GO-SCANA or visit scanaenergy.com slash 100. Additional terms and conditions may apply. Straight out of Compton. Are you ready? Yeah, dude. And now, it's time for FinCast. Boom, shakalaka. Wide receiver and fan favorite Brian Fennerin is talking Dirty Bird football. Powered by Scana Energy, the official natural gas partner of the Atlanta Falcons. Looking for Fennerin who leaps into the air, a touchdown. FinCast starts now. All right, the NFL season might be winding down, but the Falcons, are they heating up? You are listening to FinCast, brought to you by Scana Energy, the official natural gas partner of the Atlanta Falcons. Alongside the tall, the great, the only, Brian Finneran, BFIN86, I'm Tyler Nelson. And like I said, you are listening to FinCast. Fin, yes, Falcons sir. win. Falcons find Falcons a way to win. win. 29-21 over the Carolina Panthers. Panthers were and are, I think, number two in total coming up uh, defensively. So that was a good defense you faced. The Bucks before that was really good. Patriots before that. So you have you've had your hands full. And then the Niners coming up this week are no slouch either. They're in the nope. top ten in defense as yep. well. So and above that uh, coveted five hundred mark. That's exactly right. <laughs> uh, the Niners right now seven and six, I believe. Seven and six, sitting in the sixth seed in the um, NFC playoff race. Washington, Minnesota, Philadelphia, Atlanta, New Orleans. All at six and seven, vying for one of those last two playoff right. spots. So I, I think my overall to distill my emotion from that game is that I think it might have been the most complete game I think we played as a football team this season. Would you agree with that? I would. I would. You got down early. You had a very, you had an awful first series. I think. Yeah. First down, you tried to throw a little screen out to the left to uh, Scordell Patterson, uh, goes for a two yard loss, and then you have a run play gets you back to the line of scrimmage. And then an incomplete pass, and it's uh, punt time. Then you punt, and Frank Darby's covering the kick as a gunner and runs into the punt returner. After ca- has calling a fair, a fair catch. catch, yeah. Here's what happens when you see that kind of stuff happen. Um, he's fighting with the cornerback, right? Right. So at one point, he's like ducking his head or trying to fight off this guy. And just at that moment, that's when the, uh, the guy fair waved, catch yeah. hand goes up. He doesn't see it. He sees the guy catch the ball. He's right there. <laughs> He goes to tackle him. He realized the guy's not running away. So he, oops, I did something wrong. 15-yard penalty. And now they're back. Uh, Carolina's even closer. They go down and score with, like it's nothing. But the great thing about the Falcons, they got themselves together. They got composed. They go down and score on the next drive. And actually the next uh, punt after that and score after that. So it's a 7 nothing deficit becomes 14-7 to and then 17-7 before halftime, which was awesome. And uh, I, I have to say, I, I, I almost texted you, but I wanted to save it for the, uh, for the podcast. Is mm-hmm. I really like this trend of the defense scoring on pick sixes. No kidding. <laughs> I really <laughs> I dig it. Marlon Davis in the week before, I believe. Yeah, it was Marlon and Davis then, last. Um, Michael Walker. It was Michael Walker this year. Who, who, or this game. Uh, he played, I heard, on six, six plays. Eight. He only played a few. Why? What is, so what's his role that he... He plays a lot of special teams. Okay. He's a backup linebacker. That's where he's living right now. And the two guys in front of him are Deion Jones and Foya Aluakon. Who are both great. Yeah, the guys are like... There's games where those guys between them have 30 tackles. They right. fly all over the field. They yeah. stayed, they've stayed healthy. And then every once in a while, Michael Walker will come in on certain sets or down in distances. 
and be in there to either cover a tight end, give a little blitz look right. or whatever. So, so I guess that's my question is, was he in there just to, to spell one of those two dudes, or was he in there for a set reason that D- – Dean P saw like okay Michael Walker is a pick six specialist which no, he's not no, no, but no, like no 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 th- there- it was just a certain it was a certain um, personnel that they saw uh-huh. Dean Pease has his defense ready goes get in there whatever you know nickel dime or whatever get in there and he comes running on the field he gives a he fakes blitz drops out and fools Cam Newton and picks off the ball and goes for the well, touchdown and you know what we one of the things we talked about last week that with the Marlon Davidson pick was that it was beautiful football. It was football the way you should. It was defense 101. He strayed right yep. with his eyes on the quarterbacks the whole time, kept his eyes on, on Tom Brady, and just went to where the football was going, read the play beautifully. Mm-hmm. Michael Walker did the same thing. No question. He just strayed left and kept his head on the ball the whole time and just went right and jumped the route. Cam and, never saw him because Cam no. was looking to the right. So it's it just works out that way sometimes. You dial it up, you practice it, and you anticipate it happening. I think that's what... Those both those guys did is anticipate what might happen on this play, like the screen play that Marlon Davidson yeah. took. He he got made contact with the offensive lineman, saw the back release quickly. So he's like, all right, maybe there's a screen coming. Reads it and just got. It's about being a smart football player. And those guys did both of those things um, the last two weeks. Okay, so uh, other than what we just I guess agreed on that it was the, probably the most complete game we've mm-hmm. had this season. Do you think that's a sign of things to come or do you think that was just us against a worse football team? It's we a, had the same record coming into it, mm-hmm. us and the Panthers. Yeah. So what do you, which where do, where do you think that that's what we take we've away? We won from? 2 out of 3. Mm-hmm. You beat uh the Jaguars, not a very good team. They just fired uh, Urban Meyer last yeah. night. Rest uh, in pieces. We saw that coming. Urban Meyer <laughs> a disaster. He got to get his act together. That was ridiculous. I had no love lost there, man. I do not well, care for that dude. So you hate to see guys because now you don't know what happens with this whole coaching staff. And next year they sure. thought they had a job sure. for a few years. So that part of it kind of is is yes. a bummer, especially during the holidays. Yes. Urban Meyer was he was in no position and in, in not in the right mind, I guess, to be coaching NFL players. Well, not the first time we've seen a great college court, a great college coach come to the NFL and not yeah. succeed. No, the last uh, twelve coaches that have come from college ranks to the NFL, only four have had a winning season. Oh my gosh, yeah. that's a, a winning record or something. That's a like really that. interesting statistic. Do you have an uh, off the top of your head? Do you know those four? No, maybe Chip Kelly when he went to the Eagles, Eagles. had some success. I don't know the other guys though. Uh, I know I who was really bad. That's Petrino, Saban. Um, um, what's it? What's his name from Florida? Of course, too. Uh, Florida head, head ball coach. Um, oh, Spurrier. Spurrier, yeah, Steve Spurrier. <laughs> that was a long yeah. time ago. Yeah, Jesus. it was. Well, I know, but that's, so again, just like you, you think about all time coaches. Spurrier yeah. and Saban are on the very short list of the greatest of all time, and just. So do I think um, Falcons are feeling themselves a little bit? I don't know. Um, are they getting on a roll? I hope so. That's three games in a row over 100 yards yeah. rushing. So you're starting to develop an identity. Because uh, it was awful to start the season. Couldn't run the ball at all. Mike Davis getting four yards of carry last week. I th- still think Cordell Patterson needs more touches throughout the course of the game. He only played yeah. 34 of the 69 snaps that were in the game. Yeah. So it was nice. It was a complete game. It was 29-14. Kind of felt like it was in hand. You give up a touchdown, then you got to get whatever happened. I think it, it kicked off, and we were able to run the clock out with a Kyle Pitts. Mm-hmm. Beautiful play design, beautiful play call. Arthur Smith has Kyle Pitts come across the formation. Catch a short route and have some room to run. Stays in bounds. Smart play. Runs the clock out. Falcons win 21-29, and, and it feels good. Now, this game coming up. Yeah. We sat on our show this week in the locker room on 680 The Fan. We're like, and FM. 500 will never feel so good. <laughs> okay? It just won't. You're going to be an average 7-7 seven and seven football team. 
But boy, oh boy, does it put you in a much better situation when you talk about the playoffs are concerned. Because then you have a tiebreaker over the Saints and over the San Francisco 49ers. You'll all be sitting at 7-7. Seven, seven and seven. If the teams that are – if Washington and Minnesota and Philadelphia lose and you win, you bump right up into the postseason, which is crazy. So this is the biggest game this team has had in four years. Golly. Isn't that crazy? It's sad that a game to get to 500 yeah. is the biggest game we've had in four years. That uh, is sad, too. But yes. I, don't, I don't disagree. And the more interesting thing beyond expanding the scope past the Falcons mm-hmm. – is that the the parity in the NFL this year? And, and I think probably more so than any other major league sport, the parity in the NFL is always the the highest, right? Yes, you're, you're, you're much you're more likely to be in the Super Bowl after being ze- the worst team in NFL than you than you are in any other sport. You right? have salary caps in place. You have right. free agency rules. You really can't pick and choose what teams you go to and build right. build a big three like you can in the NBA. Exactly. You can't overspend like Major League Baseball. Like the Dodgers or the Yankees, Yankees do. Yeah, so you're exactly right. So, But this year it feels so much more like it, it's – and I know we talked about this earlier in the uh, season on the podcast that it's almost anybody's game or who's really the great team and that right. the NFC hasn't been that strong. But it, it, as the season's gone on, it's got even weirder. I feel like you're just seeing like Detroit beating the Vikings the other night. Like what was that? <laughs> Like they lost like what fifteen straight games Last until then. Last second of the game too. Yeah, yeah, it was a walk off. Football right? is crazy. Things happen. You fumble the ball. You don't take care of it. You commit penalties. You play stupid. Anybody can win in this league, which is what they want. Which is great. So the fact that the Falcons, who are at almost five hundred again, we were five hundred earlier in the season a few games ago. Mm-hmm. The fact we're almost five hundred again, and that, and that could mean straight into the playoffs. Right. Right, it's crazy, amazing. So, so then you got to win. So you go to San Fran. You got to take care of business. Let's uh, let, let's break down the the San Fran game real quick, and we don't have to get too in depth. But yeah, we got Jimmy Garoppolo, of course, the mm-hmm. uh, the the tradee out of New England, who's been there a couple years. Yeah, plus you get to go beat guys. You get to beat Shanahan, yeah. which would be awesome. Uh, they're running the ball football really well uh, the last few weeks, and um, they've been impressive with their with the last couple wins that they've had. When you talk about. Um, an overtime victory against Cincinnati, who was feeling themselves. Mm-hmm. They lost to Seattle, and then they won three in a row before that. They beat the Rams, the Jaguars, and the Vikings. So they've done a nice job of late. Uh, they've really committed to the run game. Last week, Brandon Ayuk and George Kittle and, gosh, who was the running back? Uh, Wilson Jr. all had unbelievable games and um, figured out a way to win so, in overtime. So where do, where do you think we match up well against them? Where do you think we need to watch out? Mm, I think... They're going to try to muscle us around a little bit mm-hmm. on the line of scrimmage, which they probably can. They got Joey Bosa and uh, different guys that can rush the quarterback as well. So you got to protect Matt Ryan. Where do we have an advantage? Maybe a quarterback. Of course, Debo Samuel for them is a is like their Cordero Patterson. Right. So that's a tough matchup as well. Uh, listen, we're nine point underdogs. The, yeah. Well, we're also not. We're going away. We're, so. Yeah, we're two and a half point dogs against the Vikings and won that one. I mean, against the Panthers and won that last week. So. Do I think we're going to win this game? Um, They're if I was the better a football man, team. No, but I would take the cover. I'd take Falcons plus nine. Okay. If I was betting, yeah. which I may, uh, I haven't decided <laughs> yet. So we'll see what happens. So it's a huge game. You got to find a way to win against a really talented football team that that has a great football coach. Yeah, and I mean that that's hard to argue, right? I yeah. mean exactly. On paper, they're the better team. They've they've had a arguably hard schedule, and they've they're seven and six. And we're going to their house. And Kyle Shanahan knows our team also. Yeah, he knows he knows, he knows Matt Ryan, and he knows what to expect. Yeah. So having said all that, let's get to Finn's Ring of Honor. 
this is the one ring. Finn's Ring of Honor. All right. Uh, assuming we're still on the coach train. We are Finn. on the coach train. He's on the coach train. Who we got today? I'm going to go with uh, my second coach uh, when I was joined the Falcons. First was Dan Reeves, who's already in the Ring of Honor. Right. My last coach was Mike Smith, who's in the Ring of Honor. And now I'm going to put Jim Mora Jr. in the Ring of Honor. It was a short stint. Jim Mora. Yep. It was a three-year run. He says some stuff on the radio in an interview that uh, Ultimately Seattle lost job, or yeah. Washington might be his dream job. <laughs> and Arthur Blank's like, all right. That's your dream job. Go ahead and take it, you yeah. dumb son of a gun. So he sent him packing, unfortunately, because I like playing for Coach Mora. Right. He was a fiery guy. We had a uh, NFC title run his first year here, and then we went, I think, 8-8, eight 8-8, and eight, eight and eight, eight and eight, uh, two years in a row. But I enjoyed playing for him. Still friends to this day. Do some charity, charitable stuff with him. Okay. Uh, he just got the head job at UConn, so good luck to right. him up there with the Huskies. But good friend, good guy, uh, fiery didn't rub some people the wrong way, but I enjoyed playing for him, and, and um, we still uh, are pretty close so to this day. So you, you, you said the word fiery twice, and I know mm-hmm. you well enough to know why I think you appreciate <laughs> that, but what does that exactly mean? Expl- go into that a little so, bit more. So in multiple ways. You got, you got heated exchanges with uh, media at times, uh-huh. fiery. Uh, he loved football. We had pregame speeches and, and motivational stuff where he, was, he had me fired up, yeah. uh, ready to go, the way he talked. Wasn't afraid to drop a few F-bombs and, and do that. It was just kind of my kind of guy. And unfortunately, um, said the wrong things a few times and, and uh, got himself kicked out of here. But Do you think that that would have happened if y'all had had more? I mean, eight and eight, two years in a row right. isn't awful. No. You, you, know, you can kind of see the discipline and the um, attention to detail slipping away a little bit. Okay. Was The first year was, man, sprint from drill to drill, show up on time, don't miss this, don't do that. Then it turned into... A little bit slower, not as fast pace, and then it turned into players kind of coach and guys getting to do stuff. If we had a, if we had a, I think I remember one time D'Angelo Hall and Michael Vick had to drive their cars to an event we were doing. And everybody else got on the buses. Right. It just started feeling a little bit different, and you saw that wane down the course of the season. I think we started six and two and finished the season two and six. I enjoyed him. I thought he was, I thought he was a good uh, X's and O's guy. He let his offensive guys. That's a funny thing. After Coach Reeves left, it was all defense for the most part. Right. I don't count Petrino. So it was right. Mike Smith defense and, and Jim Moore guy. Jr. defense. F that guy is right. So Jim Moore Jr., welcome to the Ring of Honor, my friend. Uh, I remember. Um, I think I was in high school when when he was hi- first hired and being very excited about about yeah, 2004. him. Two thousand four. Yeah, exactly. My freshman year of high school. There you go. To make you feel very old. <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, I remember him coming in and talking about like how he liked Pearl Jam and Nirvana, being like, "This guy's cool." Yeah, and, he's from uh, that yeah. Seattle area. Yeah, he knew those guys well. Right. Because he's from that. He's from coach at Seattle mm-hmm. before he came exactly. here. Absolutely. And so now he's at UConn. You said you do some charity stuff with him still. And so yeah, how often do you talk to him? Shoot, I hadn't talked to him in six, seven, eight months, and then I called him the other day because his wife had a, a charity event here in town, mm-hmm. and um, I went there to help out at Scottish cool. Rite at Children's Health Children's Healthcare, and they just what we do is we make a um, a Christmas shop for the kids that are going to be spending Christmas in the hospital oh, at Scottish awesome. Rite, just on Sandy Springs there. Um, so they come in in their wheelchair, and we wheel them around, and they get to pick gifts off the table, and then we take them over to the wrapping section where. Some lovely ladies, like my wife, uh, volunteer their time to wrap the gifts for the kids because they're not leaving the hospital, right. and they know they're and the, the the people in the hospital are trying to make it special for the parents as well. So what they do is they pick out a boy and a girl gift for mom and dad or brother or sister, and 
and they gave it to them as a gift for Christmas because they're not going to be able to go out shopping yeah. and everything else. So that's really awesome. Yeah, it was that's a, really, a great really event. Great. They've done it for 15 years now, and they'll continue to be a part of it. That's awesome. I, I mean, so, I've, it's the um, Count on Me Family Foundation. Count on Me Family Foundation. Uh, is there? Can people donate to that? Then I hope. Absolutely. Count on Me Family Foundation dot org dot com. Sure I have it, yeah. <laughs> um, so speaking of extracurricular activities, uh, I wanted to ask you about what I saw on your social media the other night. Mm. Uh, looks like you were on the field with Harry Douglas and Sean Witherspoon yeah. at Mercedes-Benz doing something. Been, done this about four years in a row. It's in an appearance uh, that a handful of us do. Harry's been there a lot. DJ Shockey's been there before. Michael Jenkins. This year, Sean Witherspoon uh-huh. showed Jenk up. Jenk was out there, right? It's in conjunction with Atlanta Falcons and some of their corporate sponsors, corporate uh-huh. uh, partners, I should say. This year, it was Home Depot. Okay. So Home Depot had a bunch of their pro, pro um, subcontractors come in, whether it was builders or landscapers or whatever it might right. have been, and they play flag football against each other. And y'all were the coaches? And we coach them up. <laughs> yeah, it was really fun. So, you was, it you, so it was you, Michael Jenkins, uh, Sean Witherspoon, and Harry Douglas. Yes. So you had four teams, four coaches? That's right. Okay. That's right. Who was the winner? It was six on six. Uh, Sean Witherspoon's team won. He had ah, a really good spoon. guy playing quarterback for him and uh, – that made all the difference. I went through five different freaking quarterbacks because <laughs> the first play of the game, the guy throws a pick. I was like, uh, you're out. What the hell are we doing over here? So it was fun, and we don't take it that seriously. And it was No, it, was it looked like a lot of fun. Yeah. I mean, I don't know what I would give up, but I would give up a good amount, I think, uh, of my own personal resources to be able to say that I played on played flag football Mercedes on the field Mercedes Mercedes Stadium, Stadium That's really with a cool. former Falcon Yeah, coaching. yeah. It's well, nice maybe ex- not you. Spoon maybe, but <laughs> Spoon or Jank. I don't That's know. Right. That's really cool. So congrats uh, Spoon's team, I guess. Absolutely. All right, Absolutely. Phil, what, what do y'all have planned for the holidays? We're laying low. Mother-in-law's coming in town. Uh, we'll be around and um, just take some time off, sleep in a little bit, play a little golf if the weather cooperates. Yeah, I need to uh, I need to get out there at least one more time before the before the real bad weather hits. All right, what about well, you? I, I, I mean, same, same, yeah. same. My sister's coming into town. Nice. and uh, My parents, of course, had a renovation in the middle of the year that has lasted way too long, so we're, we're going to have Christmas in about half the amount of floor oh, space in my parents' house. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, construction in Georgia. Yeah, exactly. But uh, we're going to surprise my daughter with the Harry Potter themed. Oh, oh yeah, Christmas. It's going to be a lot of fun. Awesome. All right. Well, everybody, we'll probably have one more episode, I guess, before Christmas and then maybe take the holiday off. But we will see you next week on FinCast. Here's to a Dirty Bird win in San Francisco. Go Falcons. Thank you for tuning in to FinCast, brought to you by Scana Energy, the official natural gas partner of the Atlanta Falcons. FinCast is hosted by Brian Finneran, co-hosted and executive produced by Tyler Nelson. If you'd like to reach out to the show, email Tyler at tyler at 680thefan.com. FinCast is hosted by 680thefan on thepodcastpark.com and is available wherever you listen to podcasts. Opening and closing music by Atlanta band Gringo Star and their song, I Will Not Follow. Thanks for tuning in to FinCast. We'll see you next week.
spring is here and baseball is back. You can't forget the derby. I love the hats. Do you have yours yet? My hat? I treated myself to a whole outfit. If you want to be able to treat yourself, then you should check out the Nest Savings Account at LGE Community Credit Union, where they want you to reach your savings goals faster. Take it from a pair of 680 The Fan wives. Head to lgeccu.org to find out what makes their team number one in Georgia. Support for Extra 106.3 comes from Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy, celebrating their 35th anniversary and offering gift cards in-store and online. You can discover Mother's Day and anniversary presents online at Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy at naturalbody.com. So, Robert, I want to thank you for your time. I just don't think you're the right person for this position. I don't understand. Was it something I said? Well, we did a background check on you and found some things of concern. If you're in charge of hiring for your company, you know how helpful a background screening can be. That's why companies that use Horizon Background Screening make smarter hiring decisions. Don't let the wrong hire put your company at risk. Get the real story on your candidates at horizonscreening.com. Horizonscreening.com. 